Welcome to another episode of the Third Round Picks Podcast. Today, the crew is finally reunited as we finally react to a little bit belated the lottery results, which we already knew about and are somewhat, if not vastly, disappointed about. Without further ado, um, with me, I have Mike Bibbins, at Bibbs and at Bibbs Corner, and also Richard Stamen at Maz Drafts. How you doing, Richard, who is back with us today? I'm doing pretty good. Just ate a very healthy dinner, so I'm feeling great. And then, Bibbs, how you doing? Uh, I personally just love that Richard came in with a nice swallow right there at the top, but uh, I'm doing all right, doing all right. Of course, of course. And then uh, for me, I'm, I'm done with all the AP exams, so that's all that matters. So, uh, so of course, we are recapping this lottery action. I'm going to go ahead and just lay out the order right now while I can. Number one, of course, New Orleans Pelicans just getting gift-wrapped their second shot at being a franchise instead of being moved to Seattle, which we all wanted. Second, we have the Memphis Grizzlies, who um, also get like a second chance of being a franchise again. Uh, third, we have the New York Knicks, whose fans are rioting in the streets. Fourth, we have the Los Angeles Lakers fans, who are using this this lottery um, result as an excuse to say they're going to make the playoffs next year. Number five, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers who are disappointed. Number six, we have the Suns fans. We have the Suns whose fans are like just losing their minds. Uh, Bulls fans are probably not happy about the Bulls finishing seventh in the lottery. Uh, The Hawks finished eighth and then uh, falling from five, which is also just terrible for them. Uh, Wizards fell from six to nine. Atlanta's um, pick that they got from Dallas uh, moved down from 9 to 10. So Atlanta has two picks, 8 and 10, in the lottery. Minnesota fell down to 11. Charlotte held at 12. Miami held at 13. And Boston via Sacramento held at, held at 14. Um, any reactions before we just get into this? Anybody? Sorry. I mean, it... it... For the Mavs, it went about as well as I expected. But uh, as far as the lottery changes as a whole, I love it. Um, my big thing, I was hoping for a team in the bottom five to get into the top four, and it happened with the Lakers. I don't like that it was the Lakers, but I, I like that it happened. And then the top two picks had the seventh and eighth odds, which is just beautiful. The death of tanking is upon us, and I, I'm, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I think you're going to be disappointed when teams are still tanking next year. I mean, teams are going to suck ass, but I don't think there's much incentive right now in tanking. Yeah, there's still plenty of value, unfortunately. All right. All right. Because Only you one can... of those top five teams ended up in the top four. So. It has nothing to do with being a worse record as much as it is if you can guarantee your pick being higher than it would have been if you were at a lower spot. That's all it is. All right. Because if you're finishing worse, you can't finish any worse than fifth, and that's still better than being ninth. So, okay. <laughs> and I mean, in this draft, not the case, but in other cases, it's a, it's a big deal. <laughs> anyway, uh, Richard, you got any reaction? Well, besides the obvious uh, sadness about the Mavs, let's just take a moment to realize that the Bulls saved, I think it was $3 million. So now they can re sign Jabari Parker to a $20 million deal. That was my biggest takeaway. Um, they don't have Jabari anymore. No, like they can get him back. Like oh, okay. I'm saying, they can find someone to that terrible contract. <laughs> yet, yet. They, yeah. they got twenty million. You know what it is. Yep. Wonder uh, who it'll be this year, though. <laughs> yep. I'm just happy. Well, not happy. I'm not like I'm. I'm not like a sadistic person, but I am somewhat pleased by the result of the uh, Atlanta Hawks, just because I'm irritated by certain people on Hawks Twitter right now. So I will leave it at that very light turns, but I think there's no more point in beating around the bush and we just need to get right into this. So let's just go through each pick. I think that's the easiest way to do this. Number one, Zion. Anybody disagreeing, please try. Well, I think that, no, I was kidding. No, it's definitely Well, Cam Reddish is the next (laughs) T-Mac. Are you a Knicks fan now, Richard? Phillips. You been those Rashad Phillips? Hey, I'm not gonna say. I'm not. No comments. Wait, no, no, no. He's uh, Obi Wan. He's Obi Wan. (laughs) Next question. Uh, 
And no, Bibbs, you're supposed to be Obi-Wan. Didn't you take on that persona? That's right. That's me. I'm Obi-Wan. Since he's <laughs> Yoda unlocked, so I'll be Obi-Wan. I'm Jar Jar Binks, according to <laughs> someone. Am I C-3PO? Sure. Okay. Have at it. Or you can be BB-8, because you're young. Yeah. But I but BB-8 doesn't speak English. I mean, it's you? <laughs> um, I don't know. That's up for someone else's interpretation. Kind of lob that up there, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I like my C-3PO-ness. And besides, it means it's made of, like, gold, right? Anyway, I don't know. Um, number two, Grizzlies. Um, this is one of the... I'm not the biggest John Morant fan. I'm not even sure if I'd put him second overall on, like, a straight-up best prospects of my opinion board. I'd put him close to it. But on the Grizzlies, I just think it makes too much sense not to pick to pick anybody. Well, that doesn't make sense. To pick John Morant himself and not anybody else. Yeah, I think that's an easy call as well. Um, keep him close to home. Uh, put him with Jaron Jackson for Lob City and dishes out to the corner. Um, J- Jaron cleaning up his misses, stuff like that. It's, uh, I mean, they're going to be a fun team to watch. If they're going to get rid of Conley, he fills in that spot nicely. He's got a veteran, not really a veteran, but an older point guard uh, already there, a young, older young point guard as his backup as a security blanket. So. Yeah, I think it's a good fit, personally. Uh, Richard? I, I think I'm the only one that's not penciling in Jaw there because for a couple reasons. One, they have literally no valuable wings on that team, uh, except maybe Kyle Anderson. But I think RJ might be better, um, just in offensively at least, um, than Kyle Anderson at this point. They have no wings for the future <laughs> or now. At least for point guard, they have De- uh, they have DeLon Wright and Javon Carter, two really young guys, and DeLon Wright's a restricted free agent. So I, I'm not penciling that in just yet. I think they might wait a little bit to get another point guard. And at the least, though, getting one of those two does make Conley very flexible. Um, that I, I don't think flexible is the right word, but there makes it easier for them to move him, I guess. But I, uh, I, I'm not sold on John Morant. That's the pick there yet. I, I'd honestly lean toward RJ. What do you make of the report that they are saying that he is the pick? Just it's too soon. Screens. It they haven't even done a workout. Like how can you, how can you actually say how can you say that, that they've already locked in a month and a half, like a month and a week? There's no one that does that. It's like that's just that that doesn't sound right to me. Like Mr. Maybe Zion, it, right? There can be a favorite. There can be a favorite, but to right. say that like they're locked in, that sounds like smoke. That's just this far out is smoke. Because right. we, didn't we hear the same thing last year? How like, oh, the Suns, if, if Jaron Jackson, like, you know, they're in love with him, and then they took, they took Aiden. And they should have took Luca, but that's another story. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it is kind of early. Like you said, no workouts. Anything can happen between now and the draft. So um, I personally like the, the fit there, but I understand what you're saying as far as their, their depth is an issue. So not sure they're going to be able to sure that up in free agency or not exactly a sexy destination. All right, so I need to jump in on here because, Richard, did you, like, forget about the whole Brooks trade situation? Because Memphis does have one valuable wing on their roster. Yeah, no, they have one, but, I mean, RJ's no. better. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, no he doubt. didn't that's not, the, that's not the debate. That's right, he didn't debate. play this year, though, so he barely played this year. So, like, it's a little bit short-sighted of me, but also, at the same time, they have one wing. At least they have two point guards that you can, can consider the future. They literally have one wing. For the future, maybe well, yeah. to Kyle Anderson, but he's well, that's what, four. That's what Mike Conley's for. You trade him for a wing. Yeah, I I think I'd rather have I, I'd rather get RJ for no. I, I I'd rather just take RJ in that situation. I don't I don't like how they'd have three really good young point guards. It's just I know they can get trade assets and everything, but I think it makes more sense just from at least a like general overview standpoint, like. I think it makes more sense to take RJ. I think he is honestly the better prospect, and uh, and I think it's, he fills more of a long term need there. Fair enough. Do you think they would try to maybe move Conley before or during the draft? To, I to think kind of... I think so. I think they move him no later than like August. I, I really wouldn't surprise me. You know how like each of the last three years or something, it's been like dead for a couple of weeks, and then boom, like Isaiah Thomas gets traded. Um, what was the one last year? There was something last year. Uh, where random what? stuff just happens in August, and I could just see 
similar thing happening with Mike Conley. I think he'll go to Utah eventually. I don't know who they would trade him for, but I think that's where he goes. Yeah, I, I could see Grayson Utah Allen. being. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be. I, I don't think it'll be that oh, bad. <laughs> I don't want I mean, this to happen. Doesn't Utah have their first round pick next year still? So they can do Is something next year or this year. Well, do they either... owe any picks? Like any ever? They might have owed a pick once ago, but I don't think they owe one right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who they would have gotten in a trade. Don't worry, I have Tankathon. They owe they owe their 2022nd round pick. That's their only outgoing pick in the future. All right, cool. Yep. You can get like the 20th pick in the 2020 draft, which isn't bad. So I would do that. I would just do like Conley for the 20th pick and somebody on the Jay roster. Crowder. Jay Crowder, like like some wings, just get go. some wings, get some wings. Maybe get Honestly, yourself Royce, awesome. Royce O'Neal. Get yourself some Royce O'Neal. Retzel, like a package of Red Bulls. That we'll See, but here's the thing, and I know we're getting sidetracked here, but say the Grizzlies take R.J. Barrett, you could take on a really low-risk guy like Dante Exum in a trade for Conley, like, and that doesn't take up a, a ton of point guard time because he can play both combo. He's a combo guard, basically, at this point. Um but like I, I really I really like the prospects. I mean, I know we're like really dreaming here and diving a little bit too deep into a hypothetical, but I really like the idea of RJ. I think it opens up more windows. I'm not mad at it. And uh, I think didn't Zion call him a point guard last night during the Yeah, he did. Live? I heard that too. <laughs> I was like, what? But I I mean he's he likes to handle the ball, so I mean we're in a new era. My only concern with RJ specifically in the Grizzlies is just the Grizz, RJ doesn't really seem like the type of guy that fits the Grizzlies culture, but that's also, and then at least Jaws like is fills a need for them compared to RJ because like they need a long term solution at point guard at some I, point. And, and I mean, I guess they could get it next year because there are a lot of guards. So that's worth saying is that you get RJ now, you get a point guard later because uh, there's plenty of them to be had in 2020. So I might have to rethink it. But at this point in time, I'm feeling jaw just because he just seems like really, really excellent. In my and, and one last thing is, I mean, DeLon Wright, like, I mean, I know I tweeted a ton about him. DeLon Wright is really good. I think at the worst, he's a, the best backup point guard at some point in the NBA. Um, but I, I really, I really think they're going to invest in DeLon Wright. Now, if they don't, sign me up in Dallas because that dude is still, still on the rise. Like, and I think he's got a long ways to go. And one other, one last thing is my last thing at all with the Grizzlies. But the way they kind of turned around um, Bruno and a couple other guys like DeLon Wright. Uh, made them significantly better, really, than they should have been. That kind of impresses me with their player development. Even though it was an empty season, yeah. obviously, and a lot of those stats were empty. Um, I think the fact that, like, Bruno, whatever, the Brazilian was able to actually look like an NBA player, even though J.B. Bickerstaff is gone, that gives me a lot of hope for their player development. And I think that would be really good for RJ, because he, he just needs someone that can teach him one, how to consistently shoot, and just two, how to play in, under control. That would be really helpful for him. And I think that the Grizzlies could potentially do it. And I'll add one last note also. I think Carter looked great at the end of the year as well. So uh, worst comes to worst, you, you have some point guard depth there. Um, and there's going to be at least one free agent that you can throw in there for a year or so to buy you some time if you're, you're going to wait on a point guard. You need buckets, and RJ is a guy that potentially can get them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it there's a lot of promise in that idea for sure. Like I wouldn't even like if they came away with RJ, I'm not going to be like, "Oh, they made a terrible mistake." No. It's it's fine if they got RJ. But um I think that's pretty much everything to say about the Grizzlies. I mean, except a uh, new coach Dave Yeager again. I mean, I want it. <laughs> Wish him all the best. Uh, or should we not because they're the Southwest Division? I'm, I'm trying not to think about it right now. <laughs> one, just, thing just, at time. one thing at a time. All right, Richard, you guys say something or are we moving on? I got nothing else. Okay, New York Knicks. Poor Stephen A. Smith, man. You just have, you're just left with, you know, John Morant. Just That's a, such a sucky thing for you. I'm just kidding. I'm being sarcastic. I, I like Ja, so... Um, but uh, if you're the Knicks, I guess the options would be Ja, 
Cole, like in my eyes, Jaw Culver, Hunter, I think, because Clark's just not going this early, and the Knicks are not picking him. I just, and if you think the Memphis is going to take Jaw, you got to throw Barrett in there. Yeah. Yo, yeah, well, I, I thought I said Barrett, but if I didn't, Barrett. Um, uh, and also, of course, they want Reddish, apparently. Um, I do not think that's a good idea for them. <laughs> Hell no. Um, personally, who I would take for them is, given that list, I would probably just take Hunter because they think they're getting all these free agents, so you need capable role players who can come in and contribute right away. And also, Hunter is like probably one of the the players that they've been looking for for like so long. Just a guy that can shoot threes, play defense, guard like four positions, unless it's like an elite player at the point guard. Because I don't think. DeAndre Hunter is doing much against like Damian Lillard or something like that, but yeah, I think it's a pretty stable opinion. <laughs> I was gonna say I think that's a safe bet, but uh, yeah, I mean Knicks have to just take the best guy there. There's not really a bad call. Also, um, trade down if I'm the Knicks. Trade down. Trade down. Don't think about it twice. Trade down. There's no reason for you to stay at three whenever you can get Hunter at like six. <laughs> or five, maybe. Depends on what the Cavs think of him, because apparently he's getting mocked to the Cavs. So yeah, very uh, almost every single mock. But um, uh, I don't know if what what trades would you prioritize uh, if you're the um, next GM like uh, Scott Perry? My question is, what can you get in a trade? Just I guess later picks, maybe like a couple, maybe young guys in exchange instead. Is Atlanta like, going to do 8 and 10? Nah, I doubt it. Nah, but you might be able to do like 8, or you might be able to do either 8 or 10, and Torian Prince, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I can see something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, like you mentioned, they're hoping to hit big in free agency, so just becomes a matter of using this as an asset of some sort, whether you just take that best player and trade them later. Maybe you hold on to that asset until the trade or until you can make those signings in free agency. And then you can trade them at that point. Um, that's probably what I would do if, if Ja or Baird are there, that's who I take with the idea of I'm going to get Kyrie or I'm going to get Kemba and then I can go trade this player later for some additional veterans that to, to put around uh, whatever guys I'm bringing in. Or you could just trade out and then clear as much cap space as possible. I don't know where their caps. I feel like they already have a bajillion dollars to spend. But if they want more, <laughs> they're the Knicks. Again, you keep that flexibility if you have that, that player there. Well, I know, but you can trade that. You can arrange to trade that player before you pick them, you know? Gotcha. And then you're still getting the trade value because, I mean, it's, and if anything, the pick might be worth more than the player because then at least with the pick, you get to pick whoever you want instead of a specific guy. But, you know, same difference because it's going to be a pre-arranged trade because that's how this stuff works. Um, Richard, sorry, we let you last again. I'm going to let you go first next time. Richard? You're good. You? You're right. good. Um, uh, you going? Yeah, go. That, yeah, no, I mean, I, I have really nothing to add, honestly, so we can go to the next pick. All right. Um, Lakers, how many people are saying first-round exit are screaming in excitement about this? Um, Richard, just go ahead. Fourth pick, you are not getting anyone that's going to – in this draft, you're not getting anyone that's pushing you into the first round. Like, if that's, that's going to solve your problems, oof. That's uh, that's bold. That's all. <laughs> no, because they I'm said first saying. round exit because they were they were all chanting that at Clippers oh, yeah. Daryl. Yeah, no, they're not, they're still not getting they're still not getting the playoffs with that. Um, barring a big change, obviously, but like the same roster with the fourth pick is not a big enough change. Anyways, I like uh, there's a few guys I like for that pick. Um, first and foremost, I mean it's hard not to sit Culver. He would fit pretty pretty well there, I think, off the bench, kind of relieving LeBron of some of those minutes, but also him playing behind LeBron. Like, anyone playing behind LeBron is pretty nerve-wracking because he's a legend. Um, but one guy I really like, if they decide to move on at some point pretty soon from JaVale McGee, is Jackson Hayes. I've had him as my number four guy on the board. So, for me, that's just best player available. Um, 
I think he would be really, really good as that low-usage low two-way center, just picking rolls and blocking shots and just let everyone else do the rest. That's all he needs. He can run the floor. He can play up-tempo, slow-tempo, anything, and play in the pick-and-roll. I think he'd be a great fit there. Yeah, for sure. I think there are a couple really interesting angles you can go with this. One, you could go, let's get the shot creator to relieve Lonzo Ball of having to do any of those things. And in that case, maybe you turn to a Kobe White or maybe a Jarrett Culver, but he, I don't Garland. know if you want him. Or Garland, yes, of course a Garland. I'm not as much of a Garland guy, though. But, yeah, I think Bib- Bibbs and I both like White. So, um, Or if you want to get like the most contribution right away, almost guaranteed, pretty stable, stable pick, Hunter. But Hunter's technically gone in this case in my book. So, uh I'll stick with Culver because he's my favorite guy, but if he ends up in the Lakers, I'm less confident about his development than if he ends up on a team where I'm more confident in their player development staff. Is that like a fair take, or am I, should I be getting shouted down right now? No, uh, so I, I think it just depends on how you look at it. Uh, Culver's a guy I had here as well. Um, I could see him as that first year because I think we all agree he's going to take some time to develop his offensive game at the next level or to, to be able to do some of the things he did in college. Um, but immediately he should be able to have a defensive impact and go into a team with LeBron and potentially another star. Your rookies that are going to get playing time are the ones that can do some of the little things. And I think he'll be able to do right that right away. Um, as far as his growth and development from there, yeah, I would prefer him to go to a younger team where he's going to be able to get more valuable playing time and be able to make more big decisions. But uh, that's not a necessarily a bad situation for him to be in going to play with LeBron for a couple of years. Honestly, I'd almost rather see Jarrett Culver go to the Cavs just because I trust John Bayline. But, uh, you know. Shall we? Tra- is that a transition that I hear? I mean, I, I suppose so, because I don't really want to talk about the Lakers any more than I have to. <laughs> So uh, pick five, the Cavs, you, you, yes. like you would prefer Colbert go there? Yes, like significantly. Also, I think that would be like an interesting 1-3 um, or 1-2 combination, or 1-2-3 with um, Sexton, Culver, and Chetty. Colin, yeah. Colin Culver, Chetty, the, the triple Cs, the CQ, I don't know, CCC, yeah. Just... just but uh, in terms of the fit, I think the Cavs have been in desperate need for like defensive prospects because they just don't really have much of any right now. So I think Jarrett Culver fills that need pretty nicely. And also, he just seems to have the work ethic to guarantee himself to fit within a, a system like John Bayline, where like he's been a very successful college coach and might be a little demanding of you. So And Culver is used to dealing with those type of guys. But he is—he's te- technically gone in my case, right? Because I said he's going to the Lakers. Right. And if so, then just take Hunter, like I said earlier. If they're—but if they're—if he's gone, then obviously you're not taking Garland. So I'd probably just take Jax because I haven't said him yet. Just take Jackson Hayes, and because you need a long-term solution at center. Yeah, the Cavs have absolutely no defense for the future. Um, like I mean, they had the worst, in my opinion. <laughs> It was the worst defense I've ever seen in my life uh, from start to finish. Like once the – I remember watching at the beginning of the year when the Cavs – or I'm sorry, the Hawks just lit them up. And like the Hawks really were – I don't know how not to say this nicely, but they were horrible. Um, like their offense wasn't clicking like it was, you know, in the second half. And they lit them up. They scored like 130. And I was, I was stunned. I'm like, how do you do this? Like even, even if Tristan Thompson is your rim protector, come on. But no, it's bad. So like under your circumstance, yeah, Jackson Hayes would be a good pick. I really like Kobe White uh, as the pairing next to him. I don't like him at number five, though. But I like having a combo guard. So Culver would also pass under this uh, to play along with Sexton to really just take off a lot of that pressure defensively and even offensively to help potentially even boost his shooting if he can play off ball. So I really like, uh, I really like the idea of pairing a defensive combo guard with him and i think kobe or culver fit that bill indeed uh bibs so i know i feel like we none of us like reddish uh, i think that's pretty safe 
what are the chances the Cavs end up taking Reddish there? Next They're not that stupid. I refuse to believe an NBA team is <laughs> so stupid that they take some, that they take literally the least efficient player in the draft from college this year at number five. Wasn't he a worse finisher in college than Stanley Johnson? <laughs> Stanley Did Johnson I, was what? Next he was question. That pick? I saw that number somewhere. I swear to God. So bad. Biz, right. please tell me you didn't rank Stanley Johnson high in any of your previous big boards. I uh, probably didn't. Oh, I did. I was guilty. I loved Stanley Johnson. Oh, I, poor I you, Richard. You've already been burned once, and you don't want to get yeah. burned again. Mm-hmm. I'm not sipping the Kool-Aid again. I learned, I learned from it. I learned why he was <laughs> not good, how he literally can't shoot. But, you know, and yeah, can't finish. He still can't finish, can he? Yeah. He's a good <laughs> defender. That's his best trait. Yeah, That's for whatever there. reason, on 2K, he plays point guard instead of my point forward. But anyways... But um, anyway, I think it's time to move on to the Suns. Um, I, I think the clear choice is your your favorite between White and Garland, whichever you prefer. I don't think there's any yeah. like other option. And I have both available, and I prefer White, so I'll say White, even though that's somewhat controversial. But if I'm the yeah. again, if I'm the Suns, I'm also looking to trade down because I think I can just get White later anyway. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I would be. I, I think they're just, like with Garland leaving the combine today. I think that's who guaranteed him because it kind of fits what they want. Like I think they can afford to kind of take the risk. I, I think their roster is good. I mean, on one hand, they really can't because they still don't have a point guard. Even if Garland is their point guard, he's still not a very winning guy yet. Um, but he's a he's a good risk to take. I, I I'm not a huge fan of him. Like he's. He's in my top 10, but I'm not going to say he's really worth – neither him or Kobe White really, in my opinion, are worth number six. So I, I think they should trade down as well and take whichever one of those is left. Even if you trade with one of the Hawks picks, I think that would be a really good idea for them. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what would the Hawks – what would be the package because they're trading you could, down? You could give up eight and, eight and 10, no other consequences. I mean, they have a free pick, so they get their sixth pick that they were slotted anyways. Or No, were they fifth? Um, the Whatever. the Hawks were the Hawks were fifth, but okay. if I'm the Hawks, I'm not willing to move up to six just to get like one guy. Whenever yeah. there, I'd rather have two of these guys because I don't think there's enough of a separation to Wait, bother doing that. Side thought: What if what if Culver is there? If the Haw- if you're the Hawks, would you make that trade? Because he fits, in my opinion, he'd be great next to Young and Herder. Oh, it'd be tough, but I think I think you would do it. Uh, I think they would could potentially do it. But I also think you already have Herder, and I think Jackson Hayes on the Hawks is too valuable of a proposition. And he, in not in my draft, but in their draft, is probably available. And then also, I would I would pay money to see them pick like an upside pick like Bull Bull, or maybe they just pick my guy Brandon Clark, and they have Jackson Hayes because I wouldn't mind it at all. So I don't care. I'll take them both, I, and I won't have second thoughts. I don't about think. It. I don't think. I don't think. Uh... Clark is going to go top 10 after today's measurements, though. Meh. Yeah, at 6'8", center with a 6'8", wingspan. I mean, we that's all know a, he had short arms, so that's not yeah, surprising. Yeah, that's, but 6'8", short, like, that's... We all knew they were, like, 6'8", or 6'9". Yeah, that's rough. This doesn't that's change rough. anything. Like, if it's you watch him play... play. <laughs> For me, it does. Knowing that, it, knowing that it's real, kind of... I don't know. It's like the prospect of something, and then it comes in reality. Hits you a little bit harder. I mean, what was Ben Wallace's wingspan? Was it like 6'10", 6'11"? I have no idea. I so, feel like that's more of an exception than the rule. But Brandon Clark, is it like literally like led? Didn't he lead college basketball or pretty close in block percentage? <laughs> like that's an exception. <laughs> and I watched the play. And we all watched the play, and I mean, he looked every last bit of it. So that's all I'm saying. As a weak side shot blocker, I'm not sure you can get much better as for his size, especially, but. I get it. I'm just saying, putting it out there. Um, uh, Bibbs, I don't think you had your chance, so. I mean, I've kind of lost track. Are we still talking about, about the uh, the Suns and Bulls? Um, we are, were on the Suns, and then we talked about the trade down with the Hawks. Okay. So, yeah, I think pretty much what you guys said already, uh, which point guard do you like? Um, it'll probably be Garland, like uh, Richard said, that Left the it's either one of those two teams is taking Garland. Kobe White could also go to either one. I obviously like Kobe if you haven't uh, paid attention to my tweets, but um, 
yeah, the the idea of trading down with the Hawks will be interesting as well, depending on who's there. All right, uh, moving on to number seven, the Bulls. Um, Bibbs, you go first. Um, who's gone your scenario, by the way? Just just to lay it out there, just to be sure. And I assume that the Suns are going to end up with Garland, so I had White. Going but hold on, hold up, hold up. So this isn't necessarily who is going to get picked as much as you who you want to get picked because it's just like who you think is the best fit. Yeah, I put Garland there first. Um, so, so you, you I think yes, that they're yeah. gonna think he's the best fit. <laughs> the bull. So, well, I know, but who do you think is the best fit? Do you think Kobe I, White's I, the best I, fit? I like it too. I, I mean, I don't think I can't. I'm try. I couldn't picture Kobe and Booker together. Okay, there you go. Now move on. So the so Bulls. I prefer Kobe to the Bulls. And uh, so Kobe goes to the Bulls with Chris Dunn and Zach Levine. Chris is Chris is done. So Chris is traded. Done. Yes, Chris is gonna be gone. In my scenario. So now you have, like, the reboot of Lillard and McCollum, I guess, but, like, not anywhere near the same, really. So that's cool. (laughs) One's bouncier. Well, I'd say none's none's really – it's not the same, but it's, like, it's the reboot. So it's, like, the the knockoff sequel. It's a fun team is what it is. It is a fun team. And, you know, Laurie Markkinen – Wendell Carter, Kobe White, Zach Levine is not a bad combination. And then Otto Porter, the god, who everyone just kept hating on unnecessarily. I'm tired of it. So he's out here. That's going to be a fun team. Oh, yes. But probably not making the playoffs still because they're all young, except for Otto. Sorry. sorry. No, Richard, go. Bibbs, you said Garland was your pick? Um, for the Bulls, I had yeah. White. You had Kobe White. I had Garland to the Suns. Okay, my bad. Yeah, my bad. I was so my here's one kind of similar. You said a fun backcourt. What if they got Kevin Porter? Oh my God, I would not want to pick him that high. You'd have to You're trade really? down. Yeah, Man, no, I, no. I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's the biggest. Uh, I don't think it's the biggest risk. Personally, really? I'm I'm big on Kevin uh, Porter. If those character issues are end up being really minor that dude is uh his game is you take the you take the swing on the upside for me and he has long arms well i gotta do more research on his issues because i feel same. like that locker room is already on oh yeah shaky ground <laughs> usc is not exactly a clean program yeah so yeah, I, I, we just I need to be, be out here with the hot takes right now i would be concerned about bringing if porter's issues are legit I would be concerned about bringing him into that locker room environment. I, and that's another reason why I said Kobe. I feel like he adds more stability with his background versus, like you said, a guy like Porter. But somebody, I had him going a few picks down, actually, Porter. Even though See, some think he's yeah. risking the lottery at all. See, I think the Bulls need some defense in their life. And they also could use some playmaking in their life. And I don't really see Kevin Porter Jr. doing either of those things. So, in that case, I'm taking Kobe White because at least I have faith in him to become some level of a playmaker, and I also just like him as a prospect. So, and as much as Kevin Porter is intriguing, he doesn't really fill as much. He doesn't elevate the our team performance as much. Shout out to Josh Earl for that term, elevate. But yeah, uh, Kobe White uh, to the Bulls. If I didn't, I didn't say him already. So Kobe White to the Bulls. Final. Yeah. Just right, someone. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out if I said him already or not. That's all I'm trying to figure out. Did you out. say him in Cleveland? No, I said uh, Cleveland. I said Hayes. Oh yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. Yeah, you are correct. All right. So who's next? Uh, are we back doing the Hawks now? Should we do yes. both of the picks? Uh yeah. no, we'll just do eight, then nine, then ten, because we it because um it affects who's available when the Wizards pick technically. Gotcha. God, the Wizards got nine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm yeah, gonna go bad. first on this one, and since like Jackson Hayes, Kobe White, and Darius Garland are all gone, um, your options are basically down to upside plays, Brandon Clark, and if you think Sekou Dubois is an upside play, which potentially, but I'm I like Brandon Clark a lot. And I would especially love to see him in Atlanta's system 
because they need some defense. And also, I just think he could really help elevate their team to the next level And because now they wouldn't have to worry about playing quite as much defense whenever right now they have to try to play defense and they all suck at it very much. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon Clark, <laughs> final answer. I don't care. Trade down if you want to, even though it's like a difference of like three picks because I promise you if Brandon Clark's at, at Minnesota, he's going there. I promise you. I will promise you that. If, if Brandon Clark's available for Minnesota, Minnesota will take him. I can promise that. Okay, anyway, continue, y'all. Your turn. <laughs> uh, I had Sekou here. I had Sekou pretty much for the same reasons that you mentioned as far as defense. And uh, I think that he can play the three or the four. He has that versatility. Um, I feel like he gives them more flexibility in their roster and makes them interesting uh, versati- versatility-wise. All right, uh, Richard. So are we going off like who we've chosen individually or as a whole? Who's available? You're, you're going in your, your, your best fit world right now. I was going to say, I'm doing, I'm doing individual. So. Okay, because I guess Kevin Porter's gone, which is unfortunate. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I really liked him on the Wizards. But I haven't even said DeAndre Hunter yet. Um, oh, yeah. Well, this is easy for you. Then just say so him. DeAndre Hunter, I don't really need to explain how much of a steal that would be. I could see this happening, though, where he slips. Um, like, I'm not – don't – please do not use this against me in a month when this is far from true. But, like, <laughs> this is what I think, like, some teams that can take the risk. I think Hunter's going to slip through because there's a lot of upside in this class with a lot of risk attached to him. And I think right. some of the teams picking, honestly, four through seven don't want to go for safe guys. I mean, they're all bad teams, excluding the Lakers. Yeah. But you can argue they're a bad team. Uh, I have a different definition of upside than than other people do, so I don't want to get into that debate today. Um, moving on that's to the Wizards. Reason, part of, I was gonna say, that's part of the reason I had Sekou it to the Hawks as well, because I feel like with their two picks, they may feel like they can take more of a oh, risk. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, I think Sekou would just be an intriguing fit there anyway. And like DeAndre, I just if he slips to eight, it's a crime. So, like, I I've reversed I on DeAndre significantly. So, because I, I finally got to see him do something significantly impressive all in one game instead of it being all flashed out among like a wide <laughs> variance of games. Yeah, it was hard to ignore in that in the championship. So, but I'm not like it's not like oh my god he like completely reversed the stock. It's just like okay I've I've seen it all together now because there were still things I was missing and like now I understand it took right. me too long. That's all it was. No, um, it was all on him. That's all on him. That's not on you. No, it was on me because I didn't. I could have watched more games and all this. It's my fault. It's straight up. It, it is what it is. Anyway, moving on to number nine, the Wizards, because I think you already went, uh, Bibbs. So ninth, uh, I'm just going to go again. Seku's available. Take Seku because, again, y'all need, like, some bigger body players who can play defense and have upside and potentially can, like, change the, the identity of your team from just being a complete wreck. So Seku. Uh, I think is a clear pick for me. Same, uh, re- same reasons for me, different player. Uh, I actually, I a lot of. I feel like this hasn't been warmed up to for this guy to be in the top ten. But I am, I am really high on PJ Washington. I think he would be a really good pick at number nine. And granted, that's a little bit of a reach. Maybe they could slip, slip back to like eleven or twelve and take him. But I think people slept on how much of an improvement he made, especially as a shooter all right. around. I mean, his upside with that is through the roof. He's a great athlete. He's got long arms. He he fills he fits the bill. He's, He's a so power smart. forward, center, small. <laughs> he could easily he could play theoretically. It wouldn't surprise me if you ever played a couple minutes at small forward a game. Like he is versatile. Yeah. He's a really good player. I, I think a lot of people are sleeping on him, and I think he'd actually be perfect for what the Wizards are looking for long term and current, because he's a good player now. And he's going to keep getting better. And yeah. He's in Dallas. Yeah, for sure. It's a tough battle between Seku and PJ because I like PJ more somewhat. But at the same time, like the Wizards just need to go young and just like blow it all up already. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. And like Scott Brooks, not happy about that situation. So <laughs> anyway. for me, for the Wizards. Wait, have I, have I chosen Kobe White? Uh, I don't know if you have. I don't Kobe White's that. available. Sorry, Kobe White's the pick. But I'd like to make the case for PJ. <laughs> <laughs> My point still stands. I understand. I feel like you mentioned him a few times. I'm not sure if you like stuck with him at any place, but 
I've lost track of a couple guys too. So, God, I'd be the worst GM. <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep it rolling. <laughs> well, I mean, we wouldn't. We would be taking notes instead of I'm doing this all in my head right now. So, you know. So, so for me, for the Wizards, I I went big. Uh, I feel like they, they're going to take a four or five type guy. I had Hayes as the pick, but, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Wizards went and grabbed like Bowl, Rui, or Goga at that pick. I think that's fair enough. Moving on to uh, the Hawks again, uh, I think this is the this is the time for me where I'm finally ready to pull like a wild card upside play without saying I don't without with saying I don't really I don't give a damn because I already got Brandon Clark so I got my guy. <laughs> you know what? It's time, Atlanta. It's time for you to take a shot at like another like um, Black Swan type event in the co- in, in in basketball and go for Bull Bull. Damn it. I don't care, Richard. Just, just <laughs> I like Bobo enough to like he he's he has enough promising upside as being like a, a sh- being a shooter, being able to like <laughs> handle the ball somewhat as by being seven foot two. And even though he's the black ghastly, snaps Brazilians. Uh yeah, except <laughs> Bobo. Um, that's gonna be a no from me, dog. But what? He's the black Chris. That's, 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 yeah, that's my Obi Wan comparison. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't really believe that one either. That's, um, I've heard that comparison before. From if you've heard of a at this guy Tan H, he's horrible draft comparisons guy. He literally has like black Chris Stapps Porzingis as one of his comparisons that you make a joke out of. Yeah, but he doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be black Chris Stapps to me. Like, so. He's just a, he's a different player. He plays differently than than Kristaps does. I, like you don't see Bull Bull in the post the way you see Kristaps in the post. So I don't, that's definitely a major difference and probably a reason why Bull Bull is not on the same level. Oh, but anyway, not, that's not a bad man. pick though. That's yeah, not a bad yeah. pick. Yeah. For for me, I think they do. I agree with your general philosophy though. I think both of y'all did this where one's a safe pick and one or like at least a floor pick, I guess. And then the other is a swing for the fence because you have two picks and why not? Um, so yeah. for a couple, I had a couple guys I'm deciding between. Kevin Porter is one of them. Um, there's PJ Washington. Uh, Seku is still available on mine. I guess it's more than a couple, but Brandon Clark. And then if you really want to reach, I'm also another Kentucky guy I'm really high on that most people aren't is Keldon Johnson. I have him in my top 10. Um, I could see them potentially making – you know, he'd fit the wing-ish. Like, he could replace Toreen Prince next year, um, <laughs> at least in that aspect. And I, I think he's got upside as a shooter. So, but personally, I think the pick would be Brandon Clark here. As much as I kind of violated what I just said, if they got Brandon Clark, like, <laughs> you've sold me on that. That is a really good fit next to Collins because he can play power forward. And honestly, he could play whatever position he wants in the front court. I really like that fit, and with him and Hunter, they just beca- they completely eliminated the Trey Young defense issue. Yeah, for sure, uh, Bibbs. So, so this is the second straight time that uh, Richard has named one of the guys I was gonna <laughs> bring into the fold. But uh, so yeah, so my pick for the Hawks was PJ Washington again for the same reason hey. you guys said. Doom Boy is the risk. Washington is the safe guy, um, and like you said, the versatility. Again, that's what I'm looking for with the Hawks is just being able to switch all kinds of guys in and out. So, like, Collins, Dumboya, and P.J. Washington at your three, four, five situation, depending on how you're feeling and who you're matched up against that. That excites me. All right, moving on. Amari Spellman, either. Amari Spellman, of course. Uh, he, didn't he, he got injured uh, this year. So he got injured that, a few yeah. times. Yeah, but... Moving on to the number 11 pick. Minnesota is disappointed Brand Clark is gone, but is very happy they can just trade down for P.J. Washington, and that is exactly what they're going to do. Uh, lock that in. Because it's, it's a lot of the same reasons as Clark, but just it plays out in different ways. You don't see P.J. Washington like Mr. Aggressive Mega Shot Blocker. Uh, he's more in the Covington molds in that way, but obviously he's not Covington. Because Covington's like a unique breed in my eyes, so... I like that we all have Washington going within that three-pick range right there. That's beautiful. Yeah, well, this is who we like as best fit, not who's going to end up going there, because there ain't no way P.J. ends up going there right now based on what we know. 
based on what we know right now, there's no way. But if things change, and they definitely can, there's a, over a month left until the draft. And I'd be very happy to see it. That's all I'll say. So I'm in a dilemma because <laughs> I'm stuck now between really P.J. Washington and Kevin Porter. Um, I think that's a really – because Kevin Porter fits the whole, you know, Minnesota needs a long-term guard thing. Um, yeah. I, I'm really torn on that. So let's, let's talk about it. Kevin Porter fits, he fits, you know, the long term. both of them really fit it, but what do they need more? You know, front court depth next to, you know, you know, another Kentucky guy next to cat or a combo guard with upside. Like, can they afford to take that swing for the fence? I mean, you have you have to prioritize Carl Anthony Towns over upside right now. You need to find a guy that can help Carl Anthony Towns before he leaves you in the dust. Okay, true. So PJ Washington's my pick. Thanks. All right. <laughs> so for me, I had it between uh, Porter and Keldon. Um, just hey. going to, to Richard naming my guys right before I left. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keldon's a guy I really like. Also, um, I don't want to do a comparison, but. I could see him surprising some people with how I, I think he's a really good scorer. And um, I think Kentucky's depth and system kind of maybe didn't let him show all he could do. I think Harrow being there kind of took some of his volume away. Um, but, yeah, I really like Keldon. Would, I think Keldon's the safe guy you take there that I think is uh, like I would be pencil that in day one as a solid pick. Porter's the guy that, I mean, it could blow up and be a great thing. It could fall apart and be horrible. So, All right, well, that's everyone with the Timberwolves. Number 12, uh, the Charlotte Hornets, they are really salty they didn't try to trade up for Jackson Hayes because they still don't have a long-term center for their future. And that's, like, depressing. <laughs> um, but considering uh, the options who are left, I'm trying to think. I swear to God, I've I uh, I've put Garland somewhere because I I wouldn't have let him fall this far because that would be dumb of me. <laughs> I swear I put him in like Phoenix or something, right? I put him in Phoenix or Chicago, one or the other. If I we'll put Kobe, if I put Kobe White in Phoenix, then I meant then Darius Garland went to the Bulls. So there, it's all remedied because that would have meant I said Kobe White twice. So in that case Darius Garland went to the Bulls because Kobe White went to Phoenix so there you go Darius Garland did not fall to 12 let's resolve that because i think those teams are just so badly in need of guards even if he falls they're going to trade down to get him they're not about to like just not get a point guard if you're Phoenix <laughs> that needs to happen um looking at the Hornets roster right now you're kind of salty because you don't have a long-term point guard for the future, but you are also likely to be bad. So you're not very salty about that. You want your centers, but all your centers are gone. So, <laughs> I mean, you have two options. Really, You have three options depending on how you view this draft. One, you trade down for Bruno Fernando. <laughs> two, you trade down for Goga Badadze. Because that would be like one you I couldn't imagine Michael Jordan being the guy to pick Goga Badadze of all people, but you know things change. Um, but uh, with the the other options remaining, you can you have to just look for like players that can fit within your current roster, and you already have Malik Monk. So unless you want uh, Malik Monk to be like a six man which would possibly reduce his confidence. And then you have Miles Bridges at the at the three slash four, probably three. This is tough because well, I don't really so. <laughs> I don't really like anyone left in this draft. Someone else go first so I can think yeah, about this more. Yeah, I was going to say, I could, I could tell you were kind of spinning there. <laughs> so for me, I did have, I got four guys potential here. Um, the first one was Goga, who you said you couldn't see Jordan picking. I mean... He's drafted like twelve straight large white men. So it kind well, of yeah, but were, were any of them from like Europe? Does it's as close as he's getting in this draft? So. <laughs> trying to find the next he, Will Purdue. I'm trying to remember the last time the Hornets picked a guy from Europe, like from the draft. That's and that's the reason why I had other options because I I couldn't think of a historical. I don't. I can't think of the last foreign person they drafted. Period. Um, they usually try to go for guys from blue blood schools. And that's why I had Keldon as the other option if the Wolves take Porter. Um, and then as far as a guy who they might view as a safe pick, which they also try to do, I had Rui there as well. 
Well, you said four, so that was three, right? The other one was Bowl Bowl, but that's just if they're crazy still. It's I, Michael I Jordan. might be too much of a risk. He's too much of a risk in Charlotte. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sure. Like, I feel like they've gotten smarter as far as not taking those kind of risks. Yeah, for uh, sure. And also, I, I think you would. I could yeah. also see it happen. <laughs> I think he would drive James Borrego mad. And oh, maybe Borrego is a reason that they take Goga. Because Spurs. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't mind it. So you know what? Screw it. Hornets, you just go get yourself Goga. Damn it! I don't like Goga. Or if you want to be so Spurs, go get yourself Grant Williams. That's so Spurs. Or get yourself Kelvin well, Johnson. Jazz. That's that's so. The 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 Spurs have taken guys like Grant before and done stuff with them before. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's tough because, honestly, here's the truth. A lot of the guy, I need to reevaluate my stance on like half the guys I'm thinking about right now in this late in the draft because I've been caught up in studying for shit and I haven't thought about people in a while. So like my brain is like refreshing and pulling through the whatever's left of its hard drive, which is not much. <laughs> so continue. I I liked Bibbs's pick of Rui. Um, it's a good upside pick. Like they need a big, the other person I was thinking of was actually on mine. This would be the perfect time to take bowl bowl. And I'm sure Michael Jordan should got, I'm sure at some point in his career, he got blocked several times by ball in a game, Manute bowl. So that'll be his <laughs> logic. Also, I was looking this up while y'all were, uh, while, while Max, you said, or one of y'all said something about the European bigs. They've taken two European players in the last 11 years, three, sorry, three. One of them was a big. And I'm sure and this guy's a former Mav, so I'm sure this guy scarred Michael forever, which was Alexis Aginsa. <laughs> that oh, was in 2008. Oh, yeah. I, I yep, number 20. <laughs> and then they drafted Jeffrey Taylor from Sweden in 2012. See, I wasn't pick. sure about Taylor. Cause and I then last I... year, last yeah. year they took Arnoldis. I, I still can't say his name. But they took Koboka. Col- Is that how you say it? Yeah, I like Wait, him. But I just... They drafted Koboka? Yeah. yeah. Did he <laughs> still with them or did they trade him? I feel no, like they, they I don't think they traded him. It doesn't, didn't he? Let's look this up. Well, we're doing this research. I, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, he he wasn't traded. He played for the yeah. summer for them in the summer league. But did they? I think they released him because it doesn't mention anything about he's still tied to them. So, hmm. well, they may not yeah. have signed him. Yeah, they may uh, not. Well, they still drafted him. Point is, they they drafted. They stashed him, him with Brose Bomberg. We're just gonna run with that because he's on Brose Bomberg. So. No matter what, he's stashed. Also, apparently he's number 98, so... Yeah, that's on his Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the Miami Heat, I think, because I'm, I'm done with the Hornets. The Miami Heat. This would be a bad <laughs> thing for Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> because you got Josh Richardson there, and you got Justice Winslow already. And do they still have waiters? Please tell me yeah, they don't still have waiters. Island. They still have waiters. They, they very much have waiters, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. They can't have Porter and waiters. That's like a terrible mentor. <laughs> sorry, Dion. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, I think the, I think they need some, some uh, depth um, bench guys that can come and contribute. So I think I'm just going to go in and say Keldon. Uh, but I'm also going to need to, again, reevaluate my stance on a lot of guys at this point in the draft, so hold off on, like, vilifying me, please. <laughs> so for me, I, I'll probably put Rui there. Um, if the Hornets haven't taken him, obviously. Uh, I think that's a, a good, safe guy who's not clashing necessarily with anybody already on the roster. Yeah, for sure. And Richard? Richard? Sorry, I've been talking on mute. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it's tough for me because I think it's Seku or um, Kevin Porter. Or, God, even to mix this up, Kelvin Johnson wouldn't be bad. I, I'd, say, I'd say Kevin Porter gives to be their pick because I don't know how long Waiters Island is going to be there anymore. So that's my logic is uh, they go with the upside. 
in the guard position at least because they really don't have much guard play. Indeed. Uh, moving on to the Boston Celtics, there are a couple of directions they could really go here. I think priority for them should be getting like people off the bench that can shoot from uh, like the two or the three position. And with that being said, there you could either go Nikhil Alexander Walker, who was like a massive disappointment in the tournament. You can go with Kevin Porter Jr., who would be kind of Celtics-y considering how they picked Robert Williams. And also he might have the most trade value out of any of these dudes. And honestly, that might be what the Celtics care about the most because they're just looking to see how they can get Anthony Davis. Oh, and by the way, same one with the Lakers. Whoever the Pelicans want is all that matters. So, I mean, the Pelicans might want Culver or Hunter just as much anyway, so I'm still pretty fine with that pick. But with Boston, I think i just say, you're not looking at this guy to stay here. You're just looking to trade him to, to New Orleans, and if you can't trade him, it's still a good upside play who can provide shooting off your bench because that's probably what you need at this point. So Kevin Porter Jr., lock it in, even though you have Scary Terry and... That's a potentially nightmarish competition to do the combination that I don't want to deal with. But uh, go on. So I'm gonna say Lewis King. That was good. <laughs> oh my God! Please, let's, so they can let's just have a, five, six, eight guys and just run them all out. Let's there. save that discussion for another day. Uh, not today. Yeah, not today, Richard. <laughs> not today. No, no. I was just trying to bait the hook there, so. Thanks but, for running uh, that, Max. For real. Well, I, I, was, I, I had to do the Dikembe Mutombo, don't you understand? <laughs> all right, Carson Edward. No, right, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> Might as well just say Peyton Pritchard at that point. She's Romeo Langford. I honestly don't know what I, – I, I looked at that pick, and I just couldn't figure out what the Celtics were going to do because, again, I feel like they got a lot to figure out as far as trades and Kyrie uh, are concerned. Um I think best available right there is either Porter or Bowl, but both are high risk. Don't know how they feel about that. So, yeah, I'm really stuck on this pick. I don't. I was hoping that you guys would kind of give me some ideas. Well, who do you have left? I, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, is Porter, Bowl, or Reddish? Porter, Bowl, or Reddish? If oh, I'm the ball. Celtics, Reddish. Bowl. You, you want Bowl on that roster with you already have how many Dude, bigs? It doesn't matter. You that's you risk. They are the team that can take the risk. That True. is them and Charlotte. That's why it's Charlotte. That's dude. <laughs> Boston has to take that risk. Like that is an absolute must. They like for me, if he was there, I'd be taking that. I wouldn't even think twice. Yeah, I don't, bowl, I'm not even high bowl. on him. I'm not even a big fan of yeah, him. Yeah, Celtics bowl. I, I was thinking about that too much. Yeah, bowl. Just screw it. Bowl. Also, going back to my point, if the Celtics actually can pull off a trade with New Orleans, New Orleans probably might want Langford more. So if New Orleans wants Langford, you give them Langford for crying out loud. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Bibbs, uh, you're just going to settle in on Bull? Yeah, I think Bull is probably the, the where I'm going to stick. And then Richard, I think you already did Bull earlier, so you got to pick Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Bull's to Charlotte for me. Um, mine's a little bit tricky because I still have two of my top 14, actually three of my top four of my 14. Jeez, I don't know what happened in this draft. But um, for me, I mean, I think they go with a, an absolute swing for the fence. And for me, Seku's still there. So I go with Seku. That's all. Uh, yeah, that seems very Celtics. Yeah. So. It's a good fit. Yeah, for sure. You can always use guys that can contribute defensively and have upside, at least potentially. Uh, but that concludes our discussion of who is the best fit for each team in the lottery and, well, as a result of the um, final concluded lottery. Uh, any final remarks about anything in particular? Go Bucks. Go Bucks, indeed. And go Blazers. Indeed. And I would say that we that we would need to have a discussion about who fits for who what each team which team would fit for each of the top guys, but we kind of already did it anyway, so we don't need to do it now. Yeah. So with that being said, this has been another episode of the Third Round Picks podcast. You can find Richard Stamen on Twitter at MavsDraft, and of course MavsDraft.com as well. Any any new updates on that front, Richard? Uh, 
I want to get every scouting report out, but that's that's going to be a lot because I have a hundred plus names. So we'll see. <laughs> and Bibbs, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at mbibbs for his whole life, and uh, the the websites where he has his TV show work on at netflixlife.com and hiddenremote.com. And then you can find his basketball more oriented account at Bibbs Corner and his website bibbscorner.com where he has discussions about film and the draft, of course. Uh, Bibbs, any updates on any of those fronts? Nothing right now. Nothing right now. Just, uh, just shaking. You're just uh, rubbing your hands together, anticipating. Just plugging along. That's right. Trying to ca- and- catch up on these scouting reports, like you are. Yeah, oh my god. Well, I, I don't need to catch up as much as I just need to refresh because I just haven't thought about it as much as I wanted to. But, yeah, anyway, at my end, you can follow me on Twitter at Max Scouts, and uh, you can find my work at LockDraft.com from preseason, and then I'll be adding stuff on there later whenever I finally get back to them. I'm also uh, on the LockDraft podcast now, so that's a cool thing in case you nice. didn't already know. Uh, so shout out to Dougie, and I think I appreciate him a lot for giving me this opportunity, and I can't wait to like keep doing more. Um, you can, uh, there's, if you if I didn't say already, you can find my Mavericks related pieces at thedallasprospect.com. And uh, all in all, I just need to like figure out what I thought before because I haven't thought about draft in a while. So that's all I'm going to be doing for like the next two weeks, and then after that, I'm going to be like going full speed uh lightning speed at like writing reports and doing all this and that and publishing reports that haven't been published and all this and writing pieces and doing whatever i possibly can and then doing some other stuff on the side that is not for like necessarily to be published on on other sites but that is to be kept secret for now because i will reveal it later but it's a tease so i hope you all enjoy this episode and uh, we will have another episode coming soon uh, next week. Uh, and I can't wait to be back for that. Uh, peace.